Hey, y'all, all one and all. Happy Tuesday. It is I, Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture, uh, here to bring you all things pop culture based. Uh, four stories today. The first two have to do with the ongoing case um, that I think has sort of stumped the world with regards to Gabby Petito and her counterpart, the other half. Uh, it's a lot of thoughts on that. Um, before I get into this episode, I just want to say um, I'm a little bit under the weather, so I'm not going to be as uh, hyped up and revved up as I usually am with my energy. You know, usually I'm going at like 180. Today I'm probably going at like 60, which is crazy for me because I'm always hyped up, but I'm just feeling a little bit out of sorts, yes. I've had three COVID tests in the last three days. All came back negative. But I think I'm just, um, I have a little little bit of a cold or something, a head cold, because I, uh, I'm i just feeling, you know, a little run down. So, you know, overdosing on emergency and, uh, you know, my multivitamins, my Flintstone vitamins. <laughs> oh, oh, that doesn't sound good. No, I'm kidding. Uh, by the way, I've, I'm staying away from everybody and everybody I know who I've seen in the last couple of days has tested negative for COVID too, so I just want to throw that out there. But aside from that, um, yeah, some major developments uh, with regards to this crazy narrative, this heartbreaking story um, that we're going to get into. But before I start um, chitting and chatting with you guys, two things I wanted to cover really quick. First and foremost, happy 14th anniversary, 14 years since the pilot of Gossip Girl premiered um, yesterday, which is crazy because I was a senior in high school um, when the show came out. I will never forget that episode. Uh, Blake Lively and Leighton Meester literally just trapped and captured the hearts of myself and millions of others, clearly. And um, the show is timeless. I watch it all the time on HBO Max. And uh, congratulations. Um, it's an iconic show, Six Seasons of Pure Bliss. And then, of course, the new iteration, which is on HBO Max, is so good, too. And I know a lot of people don't love it because everybody compares it to the original, which I totally understand that. Um, but it's so good, and I love it, so congratulations on 14 amazing years post-pilot coming out. That's season one. I'm going to rewatch season one of Gossip Girl because it is so good. It's so dramatic, and it's like one of the best teen dramas ever, if I may say so myself. Second thing I want to say, and I don't know, I don't know if I talk about, talked about this, um, over the weekend I went out for drinks, and uh, I was walking back. I, I was walking on Melrose, because I was in West Hollywood, where I live, and I was walking by Catch, which, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, it's this really great hotspot rooftop deck here in L.A., and uh, there was a swarm of, like, you know, an entourage of some sort, which is a very regular occurrence when you live in L.A. You see celebs all the time, and I saw a man, and I was like, huh, he's familiar, but I was, I was a bit far away, and it was about 12 at night. I was walking back from the Abbey, um, and... I, his voice was very familiar, and then as I got closer, I saw it was, in fact, the one and only Peter Dinklage, the Tyrion Lannister of my heart, and uh, I freaked out. I didn't say anything. I just kept him walking. I kept him moving, but he was with a, an entourage of, like, super cool people. He had a really chic haircut, and I was like, oh my god, that was Tyrion Lannister! And also whoever he played in X-Men, because I loved him in X-Men. He was also in, um... He was also in Avengers uh, Infinity War as the guy who makes Thor's hammer uh, on that crazy planet. So, yeah, that was really cool. And I, I mean, I don't get starstruck seeing a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of amazing people living in L.A., but seeing Peter Dinklage was like chef's kiss, prim- premium, just awesome. The only other person who I'd want to see from Game of Thrones. I've seen two people. From, I've met three people from... Okay, I've seen three people, obviously. Peter Dinklage this weekend. I saw Sophie Turner on Sunset Driving with Joe, and I also met uh, Natalia, who played... Who was in Harry Potter. She played Nymphadora, but I forget her character's name in Game of Thrones, but she helped Bran, and, of course, Ramsay Bolton.
and you know does what he does and and her but uh she was really cool i was at a party that she was at and um she was so nice and it was really cool so yeah oh, oh the other only other person who i'd want to see that would like literally make everything just amazing is lena haiti who played Cersei lannister who was iconic and just one of the best tv villains of all time so yeah but anyways aside from that little tangent um let's let's get into this story because there's so much to talk about so much to dissect and it's really heartbreaking and i i just i can't believe everything that's unraveling so, first story comes from CNN. FBI spends hours searching family home of Gabby Petito's fiancé, Brian Laundrie, as he remains missing. So, I saw this video on TikTok, a few videos on TikTok of the FBI raiding um, the family's house. And it's crazy, and it's like, whoa, it's, 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 it makes sense, though. So, let's read it, and then we'll obviously dissect it. The FBI searched the family home of Gabby Petito's fiancé, Brian Laundrie, in Florida for hours Monday, a day after investigators across the country found what they believed to be her remains, which we talked about in yesterday's episode. In the morning, FBI investigators searched Laundrie's parents' home in Northport as part of a cope quote, excuse me, court-authorized search warrant related to the Petito case. His parents were escorted from the home before the search and then were brought back inside for questioning, please said. Agents removed a number of items from the home, and a foreign Mustang convertible was also towed away. The FBI tweeted Monday evening that the search was finished, but the investigation is ongoing. Meanwhile, investigators are still searching for Laundry, who returned to the Florida home without Petito earlier this month, declined to talk to investigators, and then went missing last week, which a lot of people speculate, and this is alleged conjecture, that he might be hiding, or, you know, worse, which... It's just, it's bad all around. Um, the search for him had centered on a nearby nature reserve, but investigators shifted their focus after they, quote, exhausted all avenues in searching the grounds there. Northport police spokesperson Josh Taylor said Monday on Sunday, human remains that officials believed to be of potatoes were found in an undeveloped camping area in Wyoming's Bridger Teton, sounds like Bridger Ten, um, National Forest of the Eastern Edge on the Grand Ten National Park. An autopsy is scheduled uh, for Tuesday, which is today, to confirm the identity, which, by the way, I'm recording this Monday night, so... If there is, in fact, an update, I will, of course, uh, talk about that for Wednesday's episode. Um, Petito 22 and Laundry 23 had been road tripping in a white van through the American West this summer, all while regularly posting photos and stories to their social media pages with the hashtag uh, van life. Um, those posts abruptly stopped in late August, though Laundry returned to his home in Northport, Florida with her van, but without Petito on September 1st, according to police, Petito's family, unable to get in touch with her, reported her missing on September 11th. In the days since, her story has become a national obsession, uh, excuse me, a national obsession for many, of course, on TikTok, so Gen Zers are just really getting the story out there, but not, not just Gen Zers, like, all these news, news outlets, too, are really posting about it, and I've seen countless times today, at least 15 times where the infamous video of them being stopped and i watched it in its entirety today on youtube actually um of the police officer stopping um them and questioning and she goes into the back seat because she's worked up she's talking about her ocd it's really heartbreaking and he's you know giving his account of what went down um which was actually called in we learned at least i learned today um via tmz article which is our second story of the day where um uh, a bystander who had seen them fighting on the street and driving and him hitting her called in nine one one um to report this. So that actually leads us to our second story of the day, which you know is from TMZ. Gabby Petito, nine one one call from you to stop, alleges BF Brian slapped her. Um so this is that call. Uh I'm gonna play it for you guys via TMZ uh, and then we'll um We'll talk after because it's uh, it's pretty substantial. Grant County Sheriff's Office. Were you able to get a description of the intoxication? Hi, can you hear me, sir? Yeah, I can hear you. Hi, uh, I'm calling. I'm right on the corner of Main Street by Moonflower and 
We're driving by, and I'd like to report a domestic dispute. Florida with the white van, Florida license plate, white land, gentleman, five-six beard. They just drove off. They're going down Main Street. They made a uh, a right onto Main Street from Moonflower. Or what were they doing? Cooperative, but um, what do you say? What were they doing? Uh, we drove by, and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her. Yes, and then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. Um, yeah, it's pretty chilling hearing that. So uh, the story is here. Gabby Petito's boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, allegedly slapped and hit her in the run-up to them being pulled over and questioned by a cop in Utah shortly before she vanished, just according to a 911 caller who claimed to have witnessed the violence. Fox obtained the 911 call in question, which was placed on August 12th near Mobe, M-O-A-B, Utah, not too far from where Gabby and Brian were eventually pulled over later that day by a city cop whose body camera captured and struck Gabby and Brian unseemingly denying anything that happened between them. Check out the audio, which is literally what I just played for you. You hear a man tell the operator he's calling to report a domestic dispute. He says uh, he saw in town going on to paint a picture of a white van Gabby and Brian have been traveling in while also providing a license plate number in the descriptions of both of them. When the operator asks point blank what he saw them doing, the guy doesn't hesitate. He says he saw the man slapping and hitting the female, then both of them running up and down the sidewalk and finally jumping into the van and driving off. Not long after this, Gabby and Brian were in fact stopped by a police officer in question. While neither Gabby nor Brian admitted to any physical confrontation, it was clear, and you hear this, uh, you you see this with the interaction um, that's, you know, uh, on camera... Um, uh, that um, they were having a hard time and going through some sort of a breakdown as she started to cry in front of the cop, Brian, for his part, so that they'd just been arguing nothing more. You know, um, I mean, it's, it's really, really heartbreaking to hear this, and it was Sonny Halston today who said this on The View. Um, oh, it wasn't Sonny. It was, uh, there was a guest panelist on The View. Um, she ran, Carly Fiora, Carly Fiora, Carly Fiorora, I'm sorry, I'm mispronouncing her name, but she ran for president. She said this, that's actually really poignant, that, um, you know, young people, my generation and younger, the Gen Zers, feel so much pressure to paint this picture of their picture, of anyone's picture-perfect life on social media, but that's not how life works. Everybody has lows. Instagram, and this has been said countless times, is a highlight reel, and that's why actually I really like TikTok, but TikTok doesn't make you feel bad about yourself. TikTok, it's the creative ones that are the winners. It's the awesome ones, the unique ones, the funny ones. It's not about who's the richest or the most beautiful. It's about, you know, just shared content. Um, but that's another entire episode. But uh, I totally agree with that, that this couple was painting a facade that everything was perfect and they were going on this amazing road trip and, you know, people had FOMO. But look what happened. I mean, clearly, you know, behind the curtain of uh, of the picture-perfect life, seemingly, quote-unquote, this was happening, which is really heartbreaking. And it's just, it's a really important lesson to young people to... Um, just, you know, just settle, just, just, just make sure you're, you don't believe everything you see online. It's easier said than done. And I, I fall prey to it too. I see somebody on like a fabulous vacation in the Maldives. I like have so much FOMO and feel really bad about myself, but then I'm like, oh, well, I live in LA. So that's just like, just as good. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, you see these people getting married and having this and doing that. And you're like, why isn't my life like that? But you never know what they're going through, like case in point. And it's just... It's heartbreaking, and I, I, I feel so horrible for her family, and I just, I, I don't know. But of course, any updates that come on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on it because this is a really, this is a big story. It's a national news story, and um, I'm just, I'm, it's very sad. There is nothing happy or or positive about this. But yeah, as more updates come out, I of course I'm gonna read 
to you whatever comes up and of course when the autopsy is released i will uh you know jump on here and we'll chit and chat about that so yeah so switching gears for a little bit third story of the day also from t about also from tmz excuse me about somebody that i literally love who is just the man of the hour the man who is uh just you know always in the news cycle which is good and that is mr kanye west drops a whopping 57.3 million for a malibu home sculpture okay i mean leave it to kanye west to buy the literally the greatest real estate ever i mean between the house him and kim own uh in la and uh you know his ranch in wyoming and you know being a billionaire from all the success he has of course he wants to live in a nice house and as he should he deserves it kanye west has a new home by the sea and it's one of the rarest you'll see ye just dropped a fortune on one of the only homes in the u.s designed by famed japanese architect tadado ando so the place is just so that the place is a house just as much of it is a work of art the nearly 4,000-square-foot Malibu property hit the market last year for $75 million, so Kanye got a pretty good deal at $57.3 million. Oh, such a good deal! I mean, I get it. Um, mill to add to his collection of homes all over the country. Damn, their kids are going to be so lucky. They're going to have an amazing real estate portfolio. The house sat on the market a long, long time. It was listed in May 2020. Our real estate hours in TMZ. Real estate sources say the house didn't sell quickly because it's small and it's attractive to a very specific buyer. Translation, it's not for everyone. The three-story sculpture-esque home also resembles a military bunker with tons of concrete and reinforced steel to go with four beds and 4.5 baths and sits right on the beach overlooking the Pacific. Yeah, it's off the PCH for those of you who don't live in LA. Uh, it's this beautiful highway that goes up and down the Pacific Coast. It's called the Pacific Coast Highway. Duh. Um, it's amazing, though. It's only 30 minutes from uh, Kim and Kanye's 30, uh, Hidden Hills compound. Good for Yee, good for Kanye, and I'm sure Kim's seen it. I do wonder if they, like, chat and discuss about, like, big purchases like this, because they're a married couple. I mean, even though they're incredibly wealthy billionaires, uh, I still wonder if, like, honey, I'm going to buy this house. Like, can we afford it? And she's probably like, yeah. But, yeah, love it, good for them. And speaking of uh, the Kardashian-Jenner gang, our fourth and final story of the day, and there's only four today, you guys, because I really am, I'm, like, just spent, and I just don't have energy because I'm not feeling that well. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott take Stormy to the Houston Zoo. I mean, of course, I saw these posts on her Instagram story where she's flying in her private jet, and you can tell because it's Kylie Air in the purple inside the plane, which is sick, and it's overlooking the city. I want to be Kylie Jenner. Anyways, Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott were back in his hometown this weekend for family fun, showing their daughter some lions and tigers and elephants. I see what they did there. The couple took their three-year-old girl, Queen Stormy, to the Houston Zoo Sunday for several hours. By the way, they were all wearing masks, which is really good. See, celebrities, they're just like us. We're told, we're in TMZ, they hit up all the big attractions, check out the drafts and seals, and visited the elephant exhibit as well. Of course, the family was flanked by private security guards with golf carts all day, including when Stormy took a ride on the carousel. Love to see it. Love that they're a family out and about. And uh, they're giving Stormy an education. Maybe one day Stormy will want to be a zookeeper or she'll want to work at the, you know, national parks of the world and just do something fabulous. So good for her. I really love when I read about the... Uh the Travis Scott, Kylie Jenner, you know, power couple of it all. Because, I mean, first of all, their goals. Second of all, uh, they're raising a beautiful daughter. And third of all, they're gonna, they have another one on the way, which is just so great. Um, but, yeah, I um, I uh, I want to go see this house Kanye has. I mean, so the PCH is like, a lot of famous people live off the PCH. Cher, I think Cher lives off of it, too. But, I mean, yeah, most of the houses are gated, so you can't really see much. But you can, like, literally drive up to the driveway. Um... I mean, uh, Paris, too, and her fiancé just bought a great place there. It's like you have private beach access, and it's fabulous, and it's like, it's it's prime real estate. You're literally, you, you walk out your backyard, and you're right at the beach. It's great. Um, 
And it's, it's like such an ideal place probably to spend COVID or for those who live there during the thick of quarantine last year of 2020 when you literally couldn't do anything. I mean, how great would it be to just wake up and go to the beach and literally you don't have to deal with anything. Just get glorious sun. Ah, oh, glorious morning. Oh, you guys, Hocus Pocus is coming soon. It's Halloween month, which I can't wait. Well, not, not yet, but soon, but yeah. All right, everybody, I'm going to jump off because I, uh, I'm going to just rest and kick it, take some Advil. I'm just, like, tired and spent. But thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Andrew DeVitri, the Mistress of Pop Culture. You can stream my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, the podcast app on the iPhone, basically anywhere a podcast stream. I'll be back with you guys later. And, of course, any uh, news updates or whatever with regards to this crazy story. Uh, I don't want to use the word crazy. I want to say heartbreaking because it really is heartbreaking. And, of course, I'm going to jump on and do it. But, all right, everybody, have a great Tuesday, and we'll chat soon. Uh, bye. Thanks so much for tuning in.